0: Hello everyone, welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And this week, we have a special guest in the studio to chat with us, the often discussed but as yet unheard, Megan's husband, Kyler. Hello. Hello. Hello, Kyler.
1: Hello. It's great to be here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Kyler, I figured since this is a show about TV, let's talk a little bit about what kind of TV you like to watch? What kind of TV do you like to watch? And what is your relationship with trash TV in particular?
1: Well, I guess I'll start at the beginning of that question, although the second part is man, I'm being baited already. Yes,
2: you will. I mean, it's <laughs> the show. We've got leading questions honey. here.
1: Well, as a man, you know, I'm inclined to like sci-fi and westerns and classic films and whatnot. And I would say up through college and, you know, into my early adulthood after, that was mostly what I watched. But, you know, you mentioned my relationship with Trash TV. Well, really, that, that starts with my relationship with you.
2: I figure that's what you were Aww. going to say. I-
1: I mean, yeah. I mean I knew about the Kardashians, you know, and I'm not, you know, ignorant hillbilly here or something, but like I don't think I'd ever watched The Learning Channel before I got with my wife here. Yeah. So, but yeah. it so so sometimes at work we talk about like moments in education or moments in like a training experience that like are trigger <laughs> points that open up a whole new world of understanding like for people. Well, for me like watching John and Kate plus 8 is one of those things like this is this is what you can do with the, you know that particular type of reality format and now like it's my life you know sitting and watching that stuff with my wife and like you know rooting for some terrible thing to happen mm-hmm. on TLC so that we can enjoy we another season of like these miserable people's lives like that's that's what it's all about now
2: i'm so glad like i my my job here is done honestly i can die happy I have. I have. Um, that's awesome. Let's go ahead and talk about what we've been watching this week. So, Jillian, what have you been
0: watching this week or this so, past couple weeks? I don't even know how long it's been since we've recorded. It's been, I think, two weeks, but um, just fine. But I haven't been watching a lot of TV lately because sports came back. So I just have been uh. playing video games and Chris has been watching sport. But um, – I have we did start Lovecraft Country, which is very good. Okay,
2: we saw we saw that the other day.
0: Lovecraft Country.
1: Oh yeah, I remember the, the thumbnail.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's really, really it good. Looked interesting. It's spooky, but also it critiques society well. Like it's Ooh. it's good. It's very timely. Um, and then other than that, I've been watching Shits Creek because I had never seen it before, and Chris really liked it, and everyone really likes it, and I had given, like, three episodes, and I was like, eh, eh, I don't know. And then now I'm three seasons in. <laughs> nice. So, That's how it happens. Uh, I still am not sure if I like it, because I think it's a little too cringe humor for me. Like, I just feel so awkward at all of their decisions and, like, ability to interact with other humans as characters, but, you know. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because I feel like the, the non-fiction shows that you guys watch, those shows, those characters behave that exact same way. But then, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a fiction show, it's like, oh, it's too much. You know, mm-hmm.
2: just,
1: real people aren't like that.
2: I feel like it's yeah, it's easier to digest when it's a reality
0: show because it at least seems like it could be real in some mm-hmm. way. Well, um, usually the biggest thing is that there's some kind of like consequence for the stupid shit that they do or script in like it feels right. like there's kind of a you know a circle instead of where in a lot of the cringe shows it's literally just being awkward
2: yeah we haven't watched Shits Creek but I've heard like a lot of people I know really like it so I mean
0: put it on your list what else are we gonna do watch, watch. exactly new stuff no there's no new stuff there's nothing new nothing good is happening <sighs> Back to our old phrase. So,
2: Kyler, what have you been watching lately?
1: Well, let's see. In addition to the shows I watch in support of this show, <laughs> um, the big show I've been watching is Outlander. Uh-huh. Um, so um, it's actually your mom. My mother-in-law um, introduced Outlander to me. I asked her, hey, what are some shows that I might enjoy? And she knew I had just finished watching Downton Abbey. And she suggested Outlander, which is a show that has almost nothing in common with Downton Abbey, except for my mother-in-law likes them both. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Although it is, I will. Say, I mean, it's not like a domestic genre to me. It's like, you know, it's not really for me, I don't think. But I have really enjoyed it. That's I, fun. I think I've watched like 47 hours of it in two and a half weeks.
0: Wow. Wow, that's
2: yeah, commitment.
1: That's something.
2: That just shows you how many naps I've taken because that's when you mostly watch it is when I take naps.
1: I oh. would not have said that. You've
0: slept, <laughs> that's okay. you've slept only 47 hours
2: in two weeks. Honestly, that sounds like more than I actually have. So,
0: um. <laughs> so Megan,
2: <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, so I decided, I know I talked a few episodes back about how I rewatched Teen Mom 2. I decided to rewatch Teen Mom OG. Oh. Um, this week, or the last couple weeks, I guess. So I've been rewatching that, which I have, and I, in the past, I've talked about how I thought Teen Mom 2 is better than Teen Mom OG, and I do still think that's true. But I think that the storylines in Teen Mom OG, like the long term storylines, are better, and there's like kind of more of a payoff with those. Mm-hmm. But like for the drama and the craziness and like the immediate satisfaction, Teen Mom 2 is better. But regardless, it's been really fun and disturbing because there is some dark shit on Teen Mom OG, um, especially with like addiction and stuff, mostly. Oh, yeah. So I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. So but it's been it's been it's been a good a good thing to rewatch.
0: Good. Yeah. You guys watch way. Well, I guess you and Kyler tangentially watch shows that I don't watch that much because you guys watch a lot of kid shows and baby shows.
2: And yes, that's not as well, much
0: as what I'm into, which you have expanded my horizons. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I dropped off some Dugger DVDs on my front porch.
2: <laughs> that's I mean, I'm just like I'm the Duggar DVD messenger. That's that's why I was sent here. You're the but Duggar demon. <laughs> I I am the Duggar demon. Yeah, no, kids and babies are, like, my top favorite thing in the world, and I love watching shows about them. So, yeah, most of my trash TV love has originated with kids' shows like Teen Mom and John and Kate Plus 8, which kind of leads us into our main event. Um, And we teased this a couple weeks ago on our, like, clips show but we are going to talk about a couple of episodes of Kate Plus 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episodes that we are talking in particular um, are from the end of season 2 of Kate Plus 8. Not John and Kate Plus 8. Just Kate Plus 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, RV Trip and RV Trip
0: Breakdown. Oh my god. So oh. this was a amazing first thing to watch about John and Kate. Because, like, I've always tangentially known about them. But never really watched the show. So, like... You know, I knew that they got divorced and that there, it's like a very contentious thing. And Kate's crazy and John's crazy and everybody's just fucking weird. But this was a place to start. It
2: was, wasn't it? I know this is iconic. Kyler, what was your opinion on these episodes? What was your like a, just like overall arching opinion of these episodes?
1: Well, I'm pleased for Jillian that this is like your first exposure to this show because, it I mean, this is a microcosm for everything that's wrong with Kate and the way that she behaves and, I don't know, her her own inner demons or however you want to describe it and her own complete lack of virtue.
2: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's you know, a good representation of, like, everything that she has done wrong.
1: It's like, I, what kind of person is Kate, you know? Like... I think you get at the core of that in this episode.
2: You do, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's back up and talk a little bit about what these episodes are about. Um, so basically, this, like I said, this is K plus eight. So obviously, this is after the divorce. Um,
1: but and, still, during the original run of the series, right?
2: Yes. So actually, interestingly, um, after this episode, the show K plus eight was canceled, and. Um, and then it, like, came back a few years later. So, like, this was, like, basically the end of the first iteration of John and Kate Plus Eight, which <laughs> is kind of funny. Um, but so basically this takes place um, during a two-week-long RV trip where Kate takes her eight kids plus two of her babysitter slash friends and three of their kids. <laughs> so they have how many kids? That's, like, 11, 11 or 12. 11, 11 kids, kids,
0: three adults, and two professional drivers. <laughs>
2: So, this sounds like fun, isn't it? So, what happened was, I guess they decided to fly into South Dakota. Then they were going to like take an RV and like see all the sights out there, all the stereotypical.
1: Tour of the West.
2: Exactly. So, one of my favorite things about Kate, the mo- one of the things I find the most entertaining is that when you are talking to her or anyone is talking to her, she always has to yell or be upset about something mm-hmm. um like and that was perfectly illustrated at the beginning of the first episode when they're packing and getting ready for to leave and maddie one of the twins um was like going to get her paper towels and she was just walking back with the paper towels and kate was like why aren't you running you should know <laughs> the quote is you should know by now that if you're helping me you should be running at all times <laughs>
0: yeah um oh, holy shit this as like an intro to who kate is as a person the first note that i wrote down was just a quote from her it said i would die for these kids but i cannot spend one more minute with them
2: <laughs> yeah that's iconic yeah i mean whew. yeah i mean she just like the whole episode this whole the two episodes and just all two hours of it it's just kate being mad yeah like I don't know and, and why and just
1: progressively matter. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, starts mad and and goes. Not that there were rails to go on, but there was a planned route for the trip. But you know, Kate goes off the rails.
0: Yeah, she yes, really does. she she really does. So the first part of the first episode, they get to South Dakota and they're going to go to Mount Rushmore and they mm-hmm. drive from like the South Dakota airport in the RVs where Kate drives the fucking RV. Which hell yes, holy shit. That was so much. That was so much.
2: <laughs> it was. Um, I would. that was gonna, actually. I said in my notes that I cannot think of something more terrifying than like seeing Kate Gosselin driving this huge RV like just down the down the road. Uh-huh. Like, can you imagine how terrifying that would be? It's like
0: she's got the wide eyes. Just. Ah!
1: That's day one she's already like this is her need to control manifesting itself
0: yes for sure it's like you're on um, vacation girl don't drive just go take a nap you have the professional
2: drivers for a reason just you don't need to do it mm-hmm. um so once they get to their like i guess where they're gonna park for the and camp for the night um they come across this creek that has like
0: literal I don't even know I'm, I'm it's so like sorry poo? I have to make this joke but they came across Shit's Creek <laughs> but, <laughs> oh really my did. god the fact that she was like this is raw sewage probably and then like they just smear it on their faces and she has it all over her and she starts throwing it at people and I'm like first of all what the fuck okay, yeah I have so many comments
2: about this for, for one for one first of all, first of Lee, <laughs> um, Kate Goslin is like notoriously like a clean freak and like will not let her kids walk on hotel carpet like that kind of thing so why the hell is she going to be like rubbing the shit literal shit from a creek on her face on her kids face but then the other thing is when she was like playing and like really like throwing the mud and stuff she wasn't even throwing it at her kids she was throwing it at the other person's kids Mm a hundred percent of the time and getting them all dirty and gross and not her own kids
1: you know there are other examples too of kate like throwing stuff though remember there's in later in the show or no earlier in the show uh there's a pool episode where they're playing with edible paint which may or may not be pudding I mean, the kids are covered with that. Sometimes Kate just snaps and like goes into like slinging shit mode. Also, wow.
2: there was a scene from, I remember there's a scene from one of the, um, like they have so many different like rewind, like best of clips shows. And there was one of those where one of the producers was like, do you remember that time you threw a dirty diaper at me? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess like that's just her thing is like throwing nasty stuff at people that aren't her own kids. But like, why would you do that? That was so know. disgusting. This whole,
0: these whole two episodes, definitely, she seemed to hate the not her kids so much. Especially
2: like, especially, Yeah,
1: the boy kid. That yeah. poor child. It's a shame.
2: That kid is like had to, you know that kid had to go to therapy just because of this RV trip. Like he has some trauma from it. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, okay, so after they, you know, cleaned the poop off of themselves, I guess. Oh my God, wait, uh, wait, wait, they are wait, going
0: wait. To- I have to go back. Oh, I'm sorry. so sorry. I just go back, read go back. my no, notes. No. And I remember, so they were doing, they were like throwing the shit and she was getting like really fucking into it. And then she had clay by the neck and wanted to, Maddie or someone to throw mud at him. And she was holding him like he was going to be fucking executed with one of those like cattle guns. And I was like, it's holy shit. It's like that Goya shit.
1: painting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's terrifying. Yeah, like she... Like, I would not put murder past her. No, like
2: I would not want to get on her bad side. You know that. You no. know she could snap at yeah, any uh, second.
1: Well, you know, I hate to be like <laughs> this, but she is very similar to the archetypes of the true crime shows that you guys are often talking about on this same show. I
2: mm-hmm. would not... It would not surprise me at all to see her on one one day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she... Oh, my God. Terrifying. I would not... I do not... I would not want my children around her. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. She's too scary. So their first stop, like we said, was to Mount Rushmore. Um, and so once they get there, Kate is annoyed, of course, because she's Kate Goslin. And because mm-hmm. the kids are taking too long going to the bathroom in the RV, because how dare they go to the bathroom before they go see How the- dare they? This? Mount Rushmore. How yeah. dare they use the bathroom?
1: Well, it was that they were standing there that would cause like a photo op. Yeah, so if, if anyone happened to see the, these children, they might get a photograph of them.
2: Yeah, that was a very common theme throughout both of these episodes was like Kate being so like preoccupied with staying away from the paparazzi and people taking pictures, even though like it looked like nobody was interested in them at all. And, and she also was just, you're like, traveling
0: with a film crew exactly. Like- so,
1: so for the viewers at home that might not know, you know, that's a, a theme in the last two and a half, three seasons of both John and Kate plus eight and Kate plus eight. Like after the divorce stuff comes out, it comes in the tabloids. Kate's relationship with the paparazzi who may or may not have actually followed her around early on in that, like was really tenuous. And yeah. she's, I mean, it's a topic of discussion all the time on the show.
2: It is. It is. Uh, yeah. I remember. And, and I do think it was, cause I remember back when the divorce was happening and all that stuff. Like, they were all over the tabloids and all over, mm-hmm. you know, all the like entertainment news sites. So I'm sure that it, at one point the paparazzi was really bad, but I don't think it was at this point. And also like you're just going to the fucking you're going to Mount Rushmore and you have a film crew with you. Like, yeah. I mean, You're in a public place. Like, I'm sure like it is what it is. people
0: taking pictures of them were like, oh, we're going to take a picture so then we can look up who they are later.
2: Exactly. Like, who are these people and why do they have a film crew? Not like, oh my God, it's Kate and her eight. No, nobody says that. No. Except for me. I would say that. I would freak out, but. You would. But you um, probably would that's then okay. like run the opposite direction. Oh, I would never approach her. Mm. Never. She'd scratch her eyes out. So. I think this at this point it's it becomes very clear that Ashley and Jamie, who are the two babysitters, who are their like her friends first and then babysitters, I guess. Um, <laughs> there you can already tell they're getting really annoyed with her and with the situation with how she's acting. So that that's interesting to think. But my favorite part of the Mount Mount Rushmore experience was how. Kate didn't know if it was FDR or Teddy Roosevelt on mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. And then she just decides it's FDR. And so she keeps talking, oh look how FDR looks. And everyone's like, It's honey. Mm-hmm. It's not FDR. Yeah, holy shit, that was so awkward. It was so it was so cringy.
1: But you know, it's funny. One one of my notes that I wrote down for this show was I wanted to bring up that Kate lives in this bubble. You know, she's not like a a super educated person and she has to devote her time to both the television show and the kids, hopefully the kids, but mostly the television (laughs) show. It's not like she gets out a lot. So when she says, you know, that's Teddy Roosevelt, normally she dictates the reality in her bubble. And that's the case until someone taps her on the shoulder and says, no, that's Teddy Roosevelt. Like, yeah,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. idiot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah. she just like she like she makes the rules within her body. Yeah. yeah 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 and i mean i know that's like way rooted in her like anxiety and control issues and shit mm-hmm. i'm sure but also like her babysitter friends knowing nothing else about her or them really outside of this i'm like with friends like these who the fuck needs enemies y'all are shitty as hell to each other
1: So, I think what we have is, I think the older woman, the blonde woman is... Jamie. Mm -hmm. Jamie is a friend, and she's the one that has her kids along with her. Mm -hmm. So, I think that early in the episode, it looks like she and Kate are really going to fight. In the first episode, that looks like that's going to be the case. Mm -hmm. But, like, they never really, you know, they they fight with each other, but they never really get into a drag-out argument. Because it seems to me like they really are... Friends, Or at least they both have skin in the game. Yeah. Then the babysitter character, though, the younger one with the nose ring, she really gets it. Ashley. Ashley Mm -hmm. really gets it. I mean, you know, I don't want to spoil the episode. (laughs) We haven't gotten to it yet. But, I mean, uh, poor Ashley. But I think think she's paid help.
2: Yeah. No, I think the situation is Ashley was actually a friend of Kate's daughter. And so, like, she's kind of a friend, but also paid help. So, like, they did know each other. But I think Ashley's more of the babysitter, and Jamie's more of Kate's friend who also helps her with the kids. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Is kind of. I think that's that's the situation here. Yeah.
0: I didn't realize that Ashley didn't have kids there until the second episode because I mm-hmm. can't keep track of all the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just Kate's. Kate has her eight, and then there's three of
0: Jamie's. Yeah. So and yeah. so like just Jamie having her kids there, it's like oh we're doing like a shared parenting trip versus right, right. just being a single baby, baby city babysitting right
2: Baby city. Yeah, exactly. City of babes. Baby city, that's where I would live. <laughs> um <laughs> stop laughing at me. Okay. All right, so and at this point they're already starting to have trouble with their RVs working, which is another continuous <sighs> thing that just keeps constantly happening. It was um, so amazing. It was it was great. Um so after they go to Mount Rushmore their next stop is Yellowstone. Um and so on their way Kate doesn't really realize that it's going to be a lot of driving instead of just like hanging out at a park. And so they decide to stop and see a patch of snow on a mountain which they were just like sliding down at like really dangerous speeds and this mountain in bare it's feet crazy
0: in bare feet
1: yeah yeah, and like sock feet and tennis shoe feet and I, various states of half dress
0: i couldn't figure it out cuz i was like why the fuck did they stop at the snow and then i was like maybe it's the first time they've seen snow but then i'm like no they're from pennsylvania Virginia, pennsylvania so like yeah. seen they know snow, snow. But,
1: but you know it's like there're two episodes of this show i mean it's an editing triumph that, that we have two episodes to talk about because when you really consider like the events and the sites and like what all the, I mean, they really only do like four or five things in two whole episodes of television. Like, mm-hmm. and that counts stopping at the snow on the side of the road is like one of the five main events of these two episodes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's true. It's the episodes are much more about like the, the, the conflict between the people rather than what they're doing and where they're going, which i like so it's fine the
0: thing that i really Um, noticed about this part kind of specifically it started is this is the only real time that i've seen like the film crew really interact with a family that they're filming and stuff and like be on Mm -hmm. camera and stuff it was wild and weird that like steve was climbing Mm -hmm. up the ice snow with them
2: yeah and i think um we were you were going to mention this later kyler i think but this i feel like was a very interesting and different episode in terms of how it was formatted because um normally with k plus eight and john and k plus eight episodes it has they have like formal interviews Mm -hmm. um that are like recorded after the fact And then, like, sliced in.
1: Yeah, and that's like the main narrative device that all these shows use to kind of like, here's the reason why you're watching this footage at all. But this show doesn't Mm -hmm. have any of those. It it takes the like, we're just going to show these events as they happen. Right.
2: And it doesn't. Um. It felt it felt much more like just record and not like as much, like super. It felt more like more raw footage rather than edited a lot. Obviously, it was edited, but like, it didn't feel as Edited and as like
1: contrived, set up. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. you know these these were real life plots and in real life like unscripted outbursts at each other.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So actually, one <laughs> while they're at um, Old Faithful at Yellowstone, after they are playing in the in the snow, um, they go to Old Faithful, and Kate says one of my favorite quotes. For some reason, I just thought it was so funny when she said after Old Faithful you know, does its thing. Um, She says, I'm about to spew like that
0: thing. (laughs) (laughs) Why is she about to spew like that thing? Like, I never really got that. She's just like, I'm just going to Ralph, I guess, because I'm so tired and fed up. Yeah, like, what does that even mean? Like, spew what exactly?
1: I I think, you know, to think about all the things in the episode that Kate gets riled up about there, it's just an escalation of small things. You know, The refrigerator door won't close. The microwave doesn't run. You know, later the RV is broken. The clothes aren't in the right suitcase. But, like, nothing really bad happens other than being stuck on the side of the road for 20 minutes. Like, the the real problem is hers, that she didn't plan enough activities and, you know, she didn't bring enough help. She didn't pack enough food. Like, the real failings are failings of organization and they're on her. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love how she's saying, like,
0: I was the mastermind of this.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then I also, she also the whole time was like bitching about how she didn't have any help planning it or anything. And then at the end she was like, I I mean, I love the organization of it. I love doing it. And it's like, bitch, it does not sound like it because you complained the whole time about having to do it. Mm -hmm. She just wants to be a martyr. That's kind of the whole thing I got
0: from this whole thing is that she wants to be a martyr. She does.
2: She wants to be a martyr and she always wants to have something to be mad about. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just it. Um, And yeah, like tempers just keep rising. So like by day six, like things are getting really tense, and um, I think this is where like uh, Kate's hatred of Clay really comes out because there was like this weird conflict between um, one of the t- one of the older twins. Maddie. Matt. No, it was <laughs> actually <laughs> Kara, um, which is interesting, because um, oh, yeah. Maddie's usually the troublemaker. Um, so <laughs> Kara gets in a fight because Clay is sitting at the same table as her and Colin as they play. And then Kate is like, Yeah, he can't be sitting there. She he's not allowed to sit there. They don't want him to sit there. And it's like he's literally just fucking sitting at this table. There's not that many options yeah. of where to fucking sit in an RV.
1: And also this is not Kate's jurisdiction area. Yeah, this you is know, not
2: her party. This, this is not, not her bus. bus. You know, the party bus.
1: Yeah. So these are one of Kate's kids and one of the babysitter kids, but not her bus, not her problem, in my bus. opinion.
2: I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so by the end of the episode, episode one, just like tensions running really high. Um, and it's
0: just, it's there's just so much. so much. It's so much. Like, I don't know. It seems like they all hate each other by day six, which does not bode well for the fact that they had does eight more days. Spoiler alert, it does not end well.
2: <laughs> so that brings us into episode two, which is RV Trip Breakdown. Um, so this episode starts wonderfully uh, while climbing uh, a mountain in Wyoming one of the RVs overheats and breaks down completely and this is this is basically the beginning of the end
0: holy shit yeah so when they try to turn the RV on and they've poured water or whatever into the thing to cool it down and it's just spewing fucking water everywhere oh it gave me like
1: a miserable reaction
0: I I know
1: yeah iconic
2: iconic um and yeah it's it just jamie and ashley are so done at this point um and basically let's see oh yeah so basically what happens is they have to get a tow truck for the rv and then they also need to get a way to transport the people who are in that rv bef- um to where they can go get a new rv so um <laughs> This is one of like the bigger fights I think of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. So Kate is really criticizing the party bus, which is the one that overheated, um, for being slow and not urgent. And she's talking about how oh on the, on our bus we we just we go 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 go. And, <laughs> We're always um, working. We're
0: always masterminding.
2: Oh my god! And it's funny because at this point Jamie looks at the camera and mouths, "She's such a bitch," mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and so there's some type of miscommunication with like the luggage situation and what they were supposed to bring with them, and um, they get into a fight. Uh, Jamie and Kate get into a fight over Kate's attitude, and Kate says, "quote I think my generally my attitude has been very good, and I'm just really just disappointed in in Jamie." So um, she said, I needed her to be able to balance watching her kids
0: with watching mine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so fucking entitled. And like, I get like a reasonable expectation of care for your children when they're on that bus. But like, you can't get mad that this person's on vacation with their kids and they're not parenting your child the way you want them to parent your child. Yeah, yeah beggars can't be choosers. And that's,
1: and that's not even what it's about. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely.
0: clearly. Um
2: it's 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 bad um so that was really like the first big rift between jamie and kate um and after they get the rv replaced it's time to go whitewater rafting which this was really funny because kate's first, idea yes kate's first quote was quote i'm hoping to not get wet It's like, have you do you know what whitewater rafting is, honey? Because that's like the whole point of whitewater rafting. Like, have you googled what you planned? I don't
0: know if she has.
1: That goes back to the bubble. No, definitely not. Has not been googled. It
2: meant like, oh, we're gonna ride in a raft down the river. Um, No, honey. Um, So like, I loved watching this scene because I loved watching the um, whitewater rafting rafting instructor interact Uh with kate because she was always like um please don't don't splash the water on the boat um i don't want to get wet um do we have towels Um, do we have towels (laughs) um like and she was just like nope we're gonna get wet we didn't even get
0: that wet we're not wet you didn't get a drop on you i didn't take you down the rapids but like you're so concerned with water but you're not concerned at all with the fact that one of your fucking kids could just get launched out into the colorado river and drown." No, yeah, no, it's just getting
2: wet. That's the only, that's the only concern we have here. Maybe she's
0: just trying to kill the kids. Like, that's what the poop was about. They're going to get E. coli and die. And then she wants to drown them in the river.
2: Yeah, why was she okay with, get like, smearing poop on herself and other kids, but not okay with getting wet while whitewater rafting? Where, Where's the logic there, Kate?
1: Well, I think it's probably just the escalation of her Mood. dire mental state.
2: I, I get that. Um, yeah, she's spiraling. I get that. <laughs> She that, that is for sure. sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so after they get whitewater after they're done white water rafting, their next stop is, of course, the Grand Canyon. And um at this point, so so far they Kate has been surprising the kids each week or each trip with where they're going and like trying to give them clues so they can guess. And Kate gets pissed at Jamie because Jamie accidentally says where they're going to one of the kids, which like Seemed like it was a genuine mistake, which I can get I get that being a mistake, being like, Oh yeah, when we're at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like I get like that. You're tired, Kate gets mad.
0: You're talking to the kids, whatever.
2: Yeah. So Kate's mad at that. So another thing for Kate to be mad about, which is great.
0: <clears throat> and one of the kids,
2: mommy threw a fit. <laughs> yeah, that was Maddie at Mommy's throwing a fit. They're just so used to it.
0: Yeah. Um, but I did really I don't even know if the word appreciate is the correct word, but when she was like, yeah, you know, the canyon, it's 10,000 miles long. And I was like, uh, yeah, and, I mean, I think Teddy Roosevelt measured it. <sighs> oh,
2: yeah, he Teddy Roosevelt measured it. Yes. Yeah, so and that's why he got on. That's why he's on Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah. So Grand Canyon was fucking ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I did like how much they panicked at the people who went out onto that ledge. Yeah, it was good to watch. I love watching
2: Kate panic. Yeah, when she's waving, like, ha ah, ha, they're waving that they're gonna die. <laughs> okay so this brings us to like the best part of this these episodes which is after they see the grand canyon it's dinner time. they're going to the campsite and there's like an argument over whether or not they're going to have chicken which they have the chicken but they don't have a grill for it so like how are they going to cook the chicken who knows because the
1: pa has built this tiny little grill but one look at it you know it'll cook two breasts at one time and they need to cook well, at least 15 people that we know of's food, plus all the production yeah, workers, yeah, presumably, I mean, too. Just,
2: just not logical. So everyone else is like, hey, there's a pizza place right there. Let's go get pizza. But Kate doesn't want to get pizza because it's not healthy and it's not what she wanted to do. And we are going to waste all that chicken.
0: You're just going to waste,
2: waste it. Waste the chicken. And That's it's like, oh my $100 God. $100 the right
0: there. Like Then cook it if you're going to get so fussy about it. like If you don't want to let other people cook it and let other people have any control, you got to just do it.
2: Sure. That's all I got. <laughs> so, um, Kate's mad. Let's see. Oh, Kate gets mad, and Kate's mad that like nobody's taking her side, and everyone is like not with her. And then like a pop, this comes up again—the photo thing. Oh
0: no, like, yeah. A paparazzi, no. Or no. not a pop. Just like just random, random RV park guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was just like, why are there so many people over there with cameras? Probably, and took a picture. And Kate expected, like, I don't know, what Kate expected the
1: the security guy to go in. And- Threaten the guy and have yeah. him delete it. Give me your film. Yeah,
2: because she went up to the security guy and she's like, did you handle that picture? And he was like, I mean, it's not. Gonna it's be- not going to get taken care of. What am I supposed to do? He took a picture with his phone. We're in a public place. Like, Yeah. Sorry.
0: You're public figures. Anyway. You're going to be on TLC later. Don't worry about it. Um, this so, was the yeah. point in the show where I really wished that instead of TLC, this was a documentary by Werner Herzog. And he was just like off in the side, like watching grizzly man get eaten by a fucking bear. He's just like, Oh yes. And now we have the existential crisis of the white woman. <laughs> that
2: is, yes, that would be so good. because yeah, this is where it all just really comes to a head. Mm-hmm. Um, because also in all with all this happening, the air conditioning is broken, and one of the RVs or both the RVs—I don't know—but like things are going bad. Yeah. Um,
1: Kate has not been sleeping. Kate
2: has not been sleeping, and at then ne- I don't know. I think this is the next day. Kate realizes that all the pizza, all the leftovers, is in the other bus, and she starts freaking out about not having enough food, even though like it seems like they had a ton of food, mm-hmm. and um, also you can just get more. And who food. called dibs um, on the pizza? Yeah, and um but what really freaks her out is at when she demands that the piece of pizza be given to one of the people outside, Maddie, one of the twins, hands a piece of pizza outside, just like hands it out of their hands, and she freak Kate freaks the fuck out. Her not that her daughter has head. done
1: this. Not, yes. not doesn't freak out that the daughter has done this, but that
2: that somebody in the bus, let her do it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so she's freaking out about uh, her dirty hands and how would you le- why would you let a kid do that? And why are you eating on our food? And, and Ashley is just fucking done.
1: <laughs> so the- I have to, ima- you know, there hasn't been any interviews this whole time. So. We don't know anything about the mood inside the party bus between the two adults that are in there. But I have to imagine that after yesterday's blow-up, you know, at the paparazzi and the first pizza incident, I have to imagine after that... Poor Ashley and Jamie have been in their bus, you know, just at wit's end. Like, are we going to make it to the end of this? (laughs) You know, going back and forth about, like, are we going to kill each other? Are we going to kill ourselves? Are we going to kill... So, like...
2: I would love to hear some of the conversations mm -hmm. that those two ladies had together during this trip. So, so
1: even though we haven't really seen much as viewers about, like, what, what are their mental states inside the party bus, like, if you read between the lines and you think about what that had to have been like, like... But so by the time the babysitter pops her head out and says, you know what, Kate? Yeah. Like,
2: it's like, oh.
1: It's yeah. already, de- she's already decided. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, this is, at this point, Kate does, or Ashley decides she can't do it anymore. And so she has, I guess, the film crew help her fly back to. Yeah.
1: She gets evacuated from the show. <laughs> she does. <laughs> <On the> show. <laughs> she
2: does. And I don't blame her at all. Like, good, I'm good for her for standing up for herself. And like, sh- you should not be treated like that. Yeah. You should not by anybody. And so yeah, good for her. Yeah. I support her. Yeah. Justice for
0: Ashley. Yeah. Justice
1: for Ashley, indeed.
0: And like you can tell exactly how fucking much Kate actually cares about her because she's like, well, you know, she de- decides for herself. She can leave. People leave my life and I just got to keep going. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Just destroy all your relationships. That sounds great. That sounds like good coping. Yeah.
2: She kept saying things like that. She said, I have one of the quotes being, people usually leave me. They just can't take it. And I want to say that probably says something about you uh-huh. and not the people. Like, the way she said it, it was like, people are disappointing, but it's, honey, if everybody in your life is...
0: Over your ...cannot bullshit. stand
2: being around you, maybe you should, like, take a look in the mirror and figure out what the fuck you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
1: I, I think for... For Kate, you know, and this is back to her bubble and that world that she lives inside. For Kate, I think she does think these people are disposable. Like, that she would rather get rid of them and replace them with a new version than have her reality questioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because it's, at least from her point of view, it's worked out to this point. She's still got the kids. Yeah. She doesn't have anything else, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. Yeah, no. It's very depressing like how she is just so rigid that nobody's happy. She's not happy, her friends aren't happy. No one's ever been happy or will be happy again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she's so surrounded by people and yet like completely alone.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's sad. Like
2: but at the same time she's like isolating herself. Mm-hmm. Um because I mean, I, I don't know. I just I think she needs some extensive therapy. So much. Yeah, for if you one. J-
1: if you Sorry. just watch this, you know, if we just pretend this is fiction and you watch it, like, she's just a tragic figure, not a sympathetic one.
2: Mm-hmm. No, she's not. So, <laughs> what did you think of your first experience with the Gosselins, some of the Goslins.
0: So, it was way less stressful than the Duggars and the Platts yeah, well, to me, even. Because I think just not having the, like, weird religious cult vibe helped and that the kids actually have other people in the world that they know and talk to (laughs) they have like normal lives
2: like they go to school and yeah yeah.
0: which that was much better but this was it was good it was it was a lot of schadenfreude at Kate because she just freaking destroyed her whole vacation she was like oh I've always looked forward to this and then she's like haha I'm going to make every plan go awry
1: (laughs)
2: yes how How can i personally sabotage every single plan that i have made i have never taken one i
1: agree that's the reality of it
2: yeah um yeah she's being a poopy pants she's being a poopy pants that's all there really is to it Does any does anyone else have any other comments that they would like to make before we wrap it up anything else you wanted to say Kai man
1: well, I just really appreciate you women for having me here today. Ew, I don't um, like how you said women. I just really appreciate you guys having me here today. Uh, the show's been a... Y'all. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me here today. I have enjoyed doing this show more than I could properly let you know.
2: Well, we've loved having you on the show. We have. I'm,
1: a, I'm a big fan and a big supporter of this show. I sit downstairs while you do this and I root for you the whole time.
2: Oh, that means so much to us. <laughs> Hold
1: yeah. the dog
0: under each um, arm
1: exactly right yes
2: Yes. we're glad that we got to finally have your perspective because i do i feel like i probably talk about you a lot because you're the only person i see and interact with because we're in quarantine baby
1: well i'm pleased to help you and your your listening almost said viewing audience but this is not that kind of show no it's not i'm happy to help you and your listening audience break these shows down critically so that we can really get to the you know the cause of kate's Bad behavior.
2: We're doing the Lord's
0: work over here. Really
1: doing critical analysis to get down to deep issues.
0: Hopefully, Kate listens to this and realizes that she just needed to let go and just you do unclench
2: your just, butt. Just relax. <laughs> and I know it's hard because I have anxiety, but like, just get yourself some therapy, and you will learn some really wonderful techniques that could really help you in these situations. And maybe That's all maybe, I'm maybe gonna some say. Zoloft. Just a uh... Zoloft is incredible. It is. It does wonders. Oh, just gosh. let me tell you. all right everyone so that is our episode for today if you would like to follow us around the interwebs you can we are tv literate on twitter facebook instagram patreon and youtube Mm -hmm. all of those things
0: you can find us in many different places yeah come chat with us if you want to give us any suggestions or comments or you want us to watch something specific um, you can get to us on all those social networks, but you can also email us directly at tvliterate at gmail.com. And we will see you guys
2: next week. Thanks again so much, Kyler, for joining us. Yeah, thanks I'm for sure coming. We'll have you back on at some point.
1: I'm so happy to have been here. It's Thank been wonderful. you. Wonderful. It's been great. A privilege.
2: All right, everyone. We will see you guys next week. Wear a mask, please. Stay safe. I am Megan, and I am Jillian. And we are TV literate.